I am so excited, you guys. This is the long-awaited, coveted episode where we're finally going to get into Love Island, which is arguably one of the biggest things that brought us together, Lily and I, our friendship, was the show. And so I'm stoked. And, you know, our last two episodes have been very serious. You know, it's, it's more intellectual, more philosophical. Um, I'm, I'm ready to get back in the fun. <laughs> Me so, too. And I'm, I'm sorry. Excited. And I'm sorry that you guys had to wait for this episode. There's a, a lot that's been going on in Kendall and my lives. Um, so before we get into like the, the juicy Love Island gossip, Kendall, tell us about your experience in D.C. at the March for Our Lives. <laughs> yes, we always have to have open chat. Um, so I went up to D.C. this weekend, Saturday, for March for Our Lives. And honestly, so shout out to Grace, because she texted me and she was like, um, I know I'm supposed to come down to Stafford this weekend, but do you want to go to March for Our Lives instead? And I was like, ooh, like I didn't know how I felt about like going out to a protest again. I just felt this like sort of drained and defeated fatigue for like we were supposed to have this sorted and squashed with like Sandy Hook and Stoneman. So to go out there again, I think just took a lot of mental preparation. So I went anyway and, you know, I wore my orange t-shirt. Um, everyone wore orange and we went to DC and it was, it was a cloudy day, but it was a big turnout, a pretty decent turnout. I don't think it was as big as 2018. So there was David Hoff speaking, um, Corey Bush, the Congresswoman from Missouri, and then Muriel Bowser spoke and she introduced this, like, I guess he's, he's a Harvard student. He's our age, he's 20 and he's from DC and he, he's the next person to speak. And he, and he goes up and he's like, you know, I've had conversations with Muriel Bowser and about gun violence in DC and nothing has changed. And oh. everyone in the crowd was just like, oh my gosh, the woman who introduced you, the mayor of Washington DC, and he just like laid her out flat. And honestly, I was so impressed. I was like, this is the energy we need. Like calling out politicians on their bullshit, like no stops. That was amazing. But here's the biggest part of the event. So we're doing a moment of silence. So there was like a clock running and at 78 minutes it stopped. And um, the speaker was like, that is how long it took for police to take action in Uvalde and the Uvalde shooting. And I was like, holy shit, we've been standing here for 78 minutes. All that was going down and they just stood outside. So after that, we all took a moment of silence. And as we're doing the moment of silence, there are people shouting. And so I'm just assuming it's like a counter protester who's just, you know, shouting or whatever. And then I see people in the front start to run. And in my mind, I'm like, oh man, they're ready to get out there. They're ready to march, you know, they can't even wait to, you know, get out there to the Capitol and get into the streets. And then everyone starts running in like a split second, everyone's running. And I'm still standing there just looking very puzzled. And I look to my right and Grace is like, come on. And we're all running. I've learned that I'm just not a very good um, emergency person. Like, <laughs> My my school had caught on fire in elementary school and back in Japan, the Montessori school. And I vividly remember stopping to tie my shoe while we were evacuating. 
I, I just don't have that instinct. So we're running <laughs> and it's the weirdest thing because we're all running, but no one's screaming. It's silent. Isn't that weird to have a mass of like hundreds of thousands of people running, but no one's screaming? So we end up just like finding a ledge by like, we're by like the Washington Monument. And, you know, this like older couple is talking to us and it's like, yeah, someone just got spooked. I think there was a gun or something that looked like a gun and people just ran. And we were all just like sitting, taking a beat, trying to collect ourselves. And it was just like the saddest thing ever. Like you could tell there were people there who had experienced like mass shootings, survivings, or or had some deep connection because they were just crying. And I'm like, I just think it's so tragically and beautifully ironic that at a anti-gun violence protest, this happens. Mm. Everyone takes off running. There's no danger. It just shows that we're so traumatized and that's not normal to have snipers on top of buildings, you know, for anything that could go wrong. Like, and oh my gosh. So that was my weekend. And we ended up, I mean, I wish we could have stayed, but I think everyone at that point was just, this is too much. Um, and we just went and got tacos. <laughs> Super overpriced tacos, might I add. Nothing like a post-protest but taco. <laughs> a post-protest taco. So that is what we did. Wow. But, I think yeah. that's like, yeah. And I acknowledge that there's this argument that that the constitution says that we can have guns um and that it's your legal right to own a firearm because it is i mean it's literally written into this like foundational um legal document that we have but when you think about how your written right to own a gun now is associated and causes all of this trauma like literal trauma as you experienced Kendall I think there's a question that's like is this worth it for me just a thought um well my week was far less um exciting than that I was actually at a sorority conference from Wednesday until Saturday. And I don't feel like we've properly addressed this, but I am a Delta Gamma at the university. Uh, sorry, God, not the university, <laughs> the college of William and Mary. And uh, Kendall is not in a sorority. Um, but a different girl from my chapter was supposed to go to this conference and um she unfortunately could not go last minute and asked me if I would go because the conference was being held in Ohio so I could drive there um and to be honest I was going and like expecting this to be like something that I was only going to do out of obligation like this is going to be silly I'm going to have to freaking live in a dorm and eat dorm food for four days so that was not exciting to me but I will say it was kind of a cool experience I felt much more in touch and in touch with Delta Gamma and determined to make some serious changes that I think um, need to happen in my own chapter of Greek life. And um, it was really cool to meet people basically from all around the country. I think it was just kind of interesting to like actually see like regional um, differences 
in a way that I don't feel like I really see at William and Mary either. So that was, it was much better than I thought it was going to be. We can just say that. So Love Island. I, okay, so I want to start off by saying that Love Island has premiered in the UK, in Britain. And this is the British Love Island, by the way. Um, It's the only one we endorse or watch. I watch the Australian (laughs) ones, but I don't endorse them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But Kendall and I, we knew we were going to talk about Love Island for this week's podcast. And we got so excited about the release. We heard it was coming out. And all of a sudden, we like thought about it for a minute and we're like, wait, it's airing in Britain right now not in the u.s um and so we were like in an utter bind for you guys because we were like what i mean what are we gonna do we have people relying on us so kendall (laughs) found a link on twitch um Mm -hmm. that someone is actively posting all of the episodes as they come out which is quite a job considering love island episodes air every single night and so we've been watching me more than Kendall to talk <laughs> about predictions, thoughts so far, what you guys should be excited about if you are the not lucky enough to come across the Twitch link. <laughs> um, Kendall, <laughs> why don't you you can why don't you open it up and talk about maybe why you love Love Island, why you're excited to watch every summer. Um, just give us a little intro. Uh, yeah. So first of all, I'm so glad that we finally figured out a way to watch Love Island. I remember that day vividly and I was like sitting outside in the sun, just reading my book. I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch Love Island tonight. It's going to be great. And then Lily FaceTimes me and she's <laughs> like, we have a problem. And that entire day, I think it was like two days that we're just like looking at stuff. I had like four or five VPN apps on my phone, just trying to like figure out all that shit. Honey, it was as easy as getting a link to Twitch. Who knew? But despite the ease and excess, I was I was not very motivated to watch all of it because it does come out every week. But as soon as I'm back on my grind with it, the reason why I love Love Island is, I mean, isn't it just the dream that for like, what, eight weeks, you get to go to Mallorca, you wake up every morning and you put on a bathing suit and you have these cute little water bottles that never leave your side, might I add. And you just, you flirt, you chat, you sunbathe, you swim, you play games. And then at night you have a party and then it starts all over again the next day. And I mean, maybe I'm just like living through them vicariously, but I, that's one of the reasons why I love it. First of all, the music is not like any other reality TV show music. That's what you I'm know, like when you when you're watching like Bling Empire or like uh, Selling Sunset, like the the music is like I'm gonna get what I want, yeah, <laughs> money. <laughs> it's just like what, but this is like legit, like David Guetta, like you know. No, the that Love part. Island like, people, music. Like, the Love Island music. music goes so hard. It's like, eat guys. Picture this. Close your eyes right now. Do this exercise with me. Okay, you, I'm gonna close my eyes too. Okay, you <laughs> are on the sandy beaches of Spain. You 
are in this villa that looks like all the furniture is Ikea. And all around (laughs) you, it has these words like flirt, makeup, swim, sexy, crack on. (laughs) And there's these like vinyl words all around the house. And you you're you've had a long day outside you're hot you're sweaty you're tired you're gonna go and have a party toast with some champagne and the music that is playing in the background is like the best edm club music you've ever heard in your entire life and it's it's just so so good good. also on the music note uh, there's a spotify like there's several spotify playlists that are like love island soundtracks that you simply must do yourself a favor and check them out i have my own that i've made so maybe i'll link it in the next episode or in the next instagram post so people can find it but i mean that's just one of the reasons the host as well ian is so funny i think he just makes me giggle he's so funny and i love how i don't even know what he looks like he (laughs) is so he's a part of my family he's my friend um and compared to like too hot to handle like lana's corny ass i'm just like ian so smart so quick with it i will um, say he is but- definitely like the one like host or like omnipresent figure in a tv show that has nothing to do with actually like what is going on but i am like always paying attention to what he says he doesn't just talk to talk. Every line is it's very funny or something constructive <laughs> or, or or shady. I love it. But I have not watched a lot. I've got a lot of work to do very soon this week to get it all <laughs> caught up. But I have seen that there is a new guy on the street. And I think that leads us perfectly into talking about the cast for 2022. But Davide? Is it Davide? Yeah. I did see the episode where everyone was struggling to say his name. (laughs) The first foreigner, question mark, question mark, which gives me hope because maybe they'll want, you know, a little old American to, you know. Wait. Show up. But the question (laughs) is, though, Kendall, is he's not like he lives in England. Oh, are we going to get into, like, citizenships and yeah, all that? Yeah, it says Davide is 27, originally from Rome, and now living in Manchester. Damn. Why did I literally think so, they just picked I'm a really random sorry. visa? I'm sorry to, <laughs> like, take that whole point away from you, but... <laughs> I thought, like, the Love Island producers were just like, okay, here's a list of people trying to get into the UK right now from Italy. Da, da, da. Oh, Davide. All right. Okay my bad my mistake i hear you because guys just so if you if you're not like attuned to the love island like scenario the american love island is not good so it would like it's like i would rather not be on love island than be on the american love island um it's that bad it's that bad so like kendall makes a good point here like if we could all apply to be on uk love island like that would be like ideal so clutch um like when we go to study abroad (laughs) we might just maybe put an application for visas or something and you know we'll we'll make it work but yeah so just just thinking ahead 
but I think Davide is very handsome. He he's like the word handsome. He looks like the word handsome, if that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, bronze Italian skin. He's got a clean cut beard. He's pretty. He's a pretty boy. But here's a controversial opinion. The accent. I'm not really. I think he, the Spanish accent is more attractive than the Italian accent. And I think what also solidifies that for me is that, have you seen that new movie Hustle? It's on Netflix with Adam Sandler. Mm-mm. Like it's a, he is, Adam Sandler's a, an NBA recruiter and he's looking for new talent. He goes to Spain, finds a guy. Um, Juanco Hernan Gomez is actually like a real basketball player in the NBA. And so he's in the movie. And it's, I mean, it's it's not going to win any awards, I don't think. But it was just a fun, cute movie with like Queen Latifah and Adam Sandler. Um, but I thought his accent was... <laughs> and he's so... <laughs> so compared to that, I just think Italian, it's just, it's just not for me. <laughs> well, um. so I was going to jump in here and say that I was surprised because I was like, oh, he's Italian. Yeah, like, it'll be a good accent. Um, And not to, like, accent shame anyone, but, like, (laughs) it's just, like, a little bit much. I feel like part of it, part of the, like, reason why I don't like it is because the, like, actual cast of, like, UK characters have such thick accents and such distinct slang already that for... Uh, weak little Americans ears it's like already a lot and then you have Davide Mm -hmm. who's like like guys I'm telling you like actually thickest Italian accent I've ever heard like never before have I heard this before oh before yeah um (laughs) um yeah it's a lot it's a lot and I have to say like he is handsome but I think he's like a little too pretty for me He's a little too pretty. I was, he's not for me, babes. He's too pretty. Yeah, that that's sense. what I was going to say. I need them a little bit more like rough and tumble. It's like a little, <laughs> there's not like one bad feature that I can talk about right now. And that's what I don't like. It's putting me off. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have something that's giving me pause and that's an issue. Yeah, I need, Honestly, I need to look very realistic. someone. <laughs> I need to like go through his Instagram and be like, ew, you're ugly. And then come back and be like, okay, I'm just being dramatic. Ew, never mind, you're ugly. Like, I need to be kept on my toes. I need the internal debate. (laughs) I don't want to know what you're going to look like every day. But (laughs) anyway, moving on to other people in the cast. Um, So another guy, the next guy, his name is Luca. He's the, he's the fisherman, right? Yeah. (laughs) I saw on Twitter, someone was like, so he's 23. He's a fishmonger from Brighton. And someone says, he looks like he went into a tattoo shop and was like, tattoos, please. (laughs) (laughs) That's the funniest thing ever. He's got 1995, like, around his, like, upper belly button a snake right smack in the middle a butterfly Scorpion. below that a squirt it's they're not bad tattoos the placements are just like whatever we're not we're not tattoo artists this isn't um, master ink but it's just the first thing that I noticed and even though I'm not really watching the show right now or caught up he's trouble is he not 
he is so trouble. So I want to preface this by saying I think he's definitely the cutest guy on the show right now. Um, and at first I was like, oh, maybe maybe he won't be trouble because inevitably like the cute ones are the problem every single time, which every I think time. that is something about the larger world we could maybe make some generalizations (laughs) here um but I think he's so cute but he is such trouble he so I'm on episode eight I'm caught up right now and he has already like been coupled up with three different girls he started coupled up with Paige um which I really like Paige we can talk about the girls later but Mm -hmm. I really like Paige um and then he I don't know maybe I lied maybe it's just two but now he's with Gemma and I think here we need to bring up Gemma quickly Gemma yes is this cute girl (laughs) she's a she's an international dressage rider which means she does like some fancy little horse thing um the horses dance yeah and um (laughs) she is 19 years old um which she's 19 which is younger than kendall and i are um like not by a lot but i what the heck like i feel like i say this all the time i think the ages like 17 to like 24 are like even if it's a year difference in or year age gap, it's so drastic because you're going through so many life changes in that time period that it just feels like huge milestones are missing. And it's like to be 19 on the show, kissing a 27 year old and stuff. I mean, it's just interesting. It's giving never have I ever like the main character and her love interest is literally 30 and she's like 19. But yeah. that's neither here nor there. I just think it's interesting how they... I've never seen a 19-year-old on the show. Same. And it does give me a bit of pause. I'm just like... I don't know. I I think it's... I think it's really interesting. I will say the way she acts, I expected her to act much like younger, like that she would obviously be young. But she does the Love Island persona very well, I will say, in a way that you mm-hmm. wouldn't think of her like being younger than the rest of the girls so anyway yeah she and luca are together and i think she's a little bit of trouble and he is so i'm not happy with the pair right now um they're just gonna be menaces together they are (laughs) um some other girls who are like my top faves right now Paige, i really like Paige. she was coupled up with luca in the beginning and then she seems I, very nice. Yes, I think she's very kind. And she's a paramedic. Um, and Beautiful. I also really like Amber. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah, she is paired up with... Oh, Dami, I think? Um, Dami? Yeah, Dami. Yeah. They, mm-hmm. they They're seem, paired. They seem to be going well so that's good because i think they're a cute couple um i i okay this is something i find interesting and i also want to hear your thoughts on this kendall i feel like love island they always make sure that there is like diversity of some kind in their cast but i always think and this is a continual trend that the people of color 
are only coupled up with other people of color. I feel like it rarely goes in between. And I don't know. I just, I have to wonder sometimes if this is like this like weird conventional standard of beauty or like if there's anything else that goes into play because I do always think I'm always in the back of my mind. I'm like, well, you know who they're going to be coupled up with in the beginning. Um, So I just think that's an interesting thing. Yeah, so, like, my thoughts on it are that the formula for every season of Love Island I've watched so far has been, you've got your, you got your white girls, blonde brunettes, that's it, you know, uh-huh. dark hair, whatever, <laughs> and then you have your black girls, and there can only be two at a time, <laughs> and one is dark skin, and the other one is light skin, that's it, yeah. nothing in between, that's the formula, that's what's been going on since the beginning and then um of course the same goes for your two men this season there are two dark-skinned men which is I mean again not a drastic change but the fact that this season they did something different and had the uh viewers pair people like as soon as they came into the villa I don't really know how I feel about that I don't think I liked it because what's exciting about the first episode is seeing people step forward and then get rejected immediately or or men pick women who have not stepped forward for them like the psychology of that I think having them already pre-made eliminates all that stuff but this season the UK said black love because they paired <laughs> India and Ikenna, and he's handsome, but I could just see the look on her face. Oh my gosh. Like, she was just so uh, done. She just did not look interested. But yeah. And, and then I think about the mixed race couples or like in the past when like a black girl has like gotten out of the pre-made black man she's been set up with and she dates someone else and she gets screwed over I can't remember what season it wasn't last season it might be the season before but it's it's just a lot or maybe it was last season anyway doesn't really matter but that's how I feel about that um and I know that so even if I were to be on Love Island going in I I understand that but I'm there for the water bottle the bathing suits and the music period yeah okay (laughs) so I hear that um so I want to just talk quickly because I feel like we're talking a lot of jargon about Love Island and I bet that most people who are gonna actually sit through and listen to this one also are here for Love Island but for those who don't know like the way the show works basically on day one they have five girls who have walked into the villa they chat they get to know each other and then they basically line up And they bring one guy in at a time and the host is like, step forward if you think so-and-so is cute. And so the the girls who are interested will step forward. And then the boy can choose whoever he wants, even if the girl has not stepped forward for him. And so then once he chooses (laughs) someone, they are a couple. And as more guys come in, they can choose to take whatever girl they want despite the girl being potentially even coupled up to a guy already um which i agree it is fun (laughs) it's exciting but every time i'm just like the drama 
Well, and I'm just like, what is this madness like that women can be stolen out of their couples from another man? And that the women like, have absolutely no choice. No, it's so passive. They just have to stand there. Like, I I do take a little bit of pause with this, like the way that the show begins. But then they basically go through the villa and they they stay on this like island for like 50 days or whatever it is and and every few days the show will throw in some new boys or girls just to like stir things up create more drama and then like every week they will recouple so they can like choose a new partner who they want to be like in a in a couple with and sometimes girls choose sometimes guys choose it alternates and then there's also periodically yeah. some games they play. Um, but when I say <laughs> games, it's like the raunchiest games you could think of. Like they're dumb, dumb, dumb. But the goal is just to like have the characters kiss each other. Is That's basically <laughs> um, and it's We'll it's, get into that soon. Yeah, we can get into that soon. Um, but that's like definitely a personal favorite part of mine. Um. So they yeah, do the but- and then they couple up and then the couple last standing wins $50,000 or 50,000 pounds. So that's the prize money at the end. So your goal is to stay in the game long enough with someone, find love and you win money. And you can either split the prize down the middle or one of them can take it all, which I don't know. Has it ever happened that someone takes it, it all? It has never happened. Which I It might happen this season. Gemma and Luca. I also think, like, <laughs> perhaps the reason this has never happened, because a lot of couples that win the show do not stay together. But I'm thinking maybe the reason why they, like, always agree to share the prize money is because it's this, like, PR thing. Like, they know it's going to look really bad on them if they decide to keep all oh, the money. Oh, so true. So that's what I've just thought, like, historically. Um, yeah, so then also a lot of people obviously talk about, like, people strategizing to stay in the game. Um but I do have to say the one the other reason why I love Love Island so much is because you really if you are like on the show it, there is no way that you can really say I'm here looking for love <laughs> looking <laughs> for a serious relationship like I kind of love that because it's just like the premise of the show is like so silly and so casual that it's like there is no way that you can say like I'm here to find someone that I really love um like maybe some other shows have a little bit more credit in that area yeah I I will say that um Paige I feel like Paige is sort of genuine in that regard I think she might actually be like looking for something I I can see that in her already but for the rest of them it might just be again fun flirty summer and yeah but the games of love island are my favorite and least favorite and they range from raunchy to just flat out disgusting so the raunchy part is like one of my favorites and they do this every season is they have um the little like strip tease contest where the 
guys will dress up in like firefighter outfits or like cops or whatever <laughs> and then they'll do like a little dance for the girls and they all have heartbeat monitors and seeing whose heartbeat or whose heart rate gets raised by which dancer and sometimes it's tea because oh you're partnered up with Michael but uh, John comes and dances on you and he raises your heartbeat more than Michael does. Oop. And the same goes for the guys. The guys will sit down and the girls will have their outfits on and they'll be dancing, doing the heart rate monitor. I, that's one of my favorites of the season. Um, so they do stuff like that and like truth or dare or like, I. they love toes on the show as well. Like they really kiss do. the Islander. <laughs> like suck the toes of the islander that you find most attractive and they'll just flat out do it <laughs> no thought so but the part that I think is like disgusting and if I were on the show I would simply not partake is the food challenges where they will okay so they'll have like a list of ingredients on one end and they'll have their partner chew up the food spit it into their mouth they'll run to the other side and put that food back in another tray and they'll do that until whoever has the most goop on the other side wins i'm like what the fuck now that we're talking i would never in a million years do this now that that i explain it to like it makes me realize how like how much dumber the the challenges are and i just want to know who is who is the mastermind behind these games because like i would never have thought to give people heart rate monitors and like have that <laughs> thing um, but also there's another good challenge that they do and i know i know this is rigged but they do like a um polygraph test on like one of the last episodes and they'll like the partners can write out questions that they want like answered from their partner and they'll be like serious things like do you actually love me do you want (laughs) all of these things and I know the Love Island producers like are faking these tests or whatever because some of the couples who you like think are might actually be genuine they always run into trouble on these challenges because it will say like they're lying or something yeah Which, and i'm sorry but also love <laughs> island would never invest in an actual polygraph test <laughs> nope never all their budget goes towards <laughs> building that damn villa i feel like every season they're like it's a new villa it's a bigger pool i'm like it looks the same. And, and I remember <laughs> the other part of the budget is the, the exotic costumes that they literally mm-hmm. supply for the cast like twice a week. Uh-huh. And then the DJs. Sometimes oh. they'll have like special guests come in. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so much fun. But the challenges are just hilarious. And I have my own beef with like polygraph tests in like real life and you know but I think using them in reality shows is just so funny like it's (laughs) it's nothing but trouble why would you ever want to polygraph test someone um anyway so the games are fun and I mean besides the throwing up into each other's mouths you know it's interesting but to get back to like some of the people 
on this season. So we have India. She's the other Black woman besides Amber. Um, London, beautiful, gorgeous. Tasha is um, the first deaf contestant. Um, and I thought her like telling everyone that she was deaf wasn't, was funny how they reacted. I, you know, so she, you know, was like, hey guys, I was born deaf. I have a cochlear implant. Just want to let you guys know it's a huge part of who I am. And they're like, we are so proud of you. And like any um, challenges you have, like we'll be there for you. This is such a huge like challenge to tackle. And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like they were just hilarious the way they reacted. Like they acted like, she was born with a terminal illness or something it's... that's what I think is so funny too it's like yeah like I, I love to see people's reactions like trying to be supportive but like the over like exaggerated support is always so funny and I do think this is like also interesting because um the bachelor like recently had their oh. first contestant that was deaf and I do <laughs> I just always think it's interesting when there's like one there's a new feature of someone that the reality shows have accepted on their shows <laughs> all of a sudden um but yeah I think that that made me laugh too <laughs> that made me giggle a bit I'm not gonna lie but there's Liam as well he's the other guy um he was originally partnered up with Gemma and I felt so bad the way she was uh, he oh my god he looked like he was hurting because as soon as David Davide came into the villa and it was game over for him like as soon as he like said he wanted Gemma it was over and he really tried to be such a good sport about it but you know it was a losing battle and not like this is a spoiler I hope you guys have come into this show on <laughs> this podcast understanding that this is all a spoiler but Liam actually leaves the villa um, on like the sixth or seventh episode because um, he's just decided he this journey's not for him. He he wants to do something else fun with his summer, and so he left <laughs> the show in an awfully like uneventful way. And yeah. everyone was like, "The villa's not going to be the same without Liam." I'm like, guys, you probably had two conversations <laughs> with him, and Gemma like literally like dissed him so bad so that was that was tough that always happens like every season there's like one person who leaves and they're like guys I just I don't think I can handle this journey it's been so good getting to know you guys but I've just realized that it's not for me I'm like guys (laughs) I don't really understand how you could watch Love Island and be like yeah I'm gonna go on it and then get there and be like not what I was expecting (laughs) It's very transparent. It's very upfront. What you see is what you get, I feel. But it just reminds me, I think it was last season. Do you remember? Oh my gosh. Yes. He, so one of the people leaves, right? And they're all super sad about it. And it literally splits up a couple. Like these people are like very much a solid couple. They're dating. He or she leaves and, or she leaves. Or he leaves and the the guy that everyone sort of hates, he's like the new edition bad boy, you know. He's like, if you really loved him, why don't you leave with him? And everyone was like, how dare you? Shut up. It's not the time or the place. And I just remember thinking, no, 
but yeah like <laughs> hold on wait a minute if why are you crying like you also don't have the choice to leave and go with this person and I don't know it's stuff like that that shows you just how unserious some of these contestants are in finding love <laughs> yeah I also I was I thought you were gonna bring up a different situation which was maybe this was like a few seasons ago but there was a guy who left and they were kind of weird about why he left. I think they suggested perhaps it was like his anxiety or a little bit. I know of exactly who you're stuff. talking about. Um, but it came out later and he like has attested to this that he was like, Love Island like messed me up. I am like psychologically damaged from the show and everything. And it was kind of like out of pocket because I didn't feel like like I mean at least from what we saw from like a viewer's perspective like you wouldn't have known that anything like really crazy was happening with this guy Mm -hmm. but it did I was like I wanted to know more because also if you guys don't know Love Island has like kind of historically like there's just a lot of like like weird drama stuff that has happened with the the franchise the old Love Island UK's like host um actually committed suicide and um so for the last two seasons they've had a new host but that was kind of like a big thing where people were like will the show even continue because this woman was like the host from the very beginning and she apparently like had dated harry styles when he was really young and she was she he was like 19 and she was like 30 um and there was like a lot of drama in that relationship too um so yeah, there's like a whole lot. I bet the show goes a little bit deeper and does really make people feel like self-conscious and all kinds of stuff. Um, mm-hmm. As I'm sure several reality, like love reality shows will. But yeah, Love Island has had an interesting past in that like psychological realm. <laughs> and we're not laughing. We take mental health so, 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 so serious. Um, but again like the nefarious underbelly we're gonna have like a documentary come out like 20 years from now that's like love island revealed and Lily it's and called I are gonna nefarious be, underbelly we're, yeah, nefarious, it's gonna be called nefarious underbelly and lily and i are gonna be like 50 and we're gonna be like damn with with our room full of like love island merch our love island tattoos we're gonna be like OMG. I we can't have believe we it. have the silk bathrobes. <laughs> Our house is decorated exactly like the Love Island villa. We vacation in Mallorca every summer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but I yeah, so that's our prediction for 20 years from now is an expose style documentary about what actually went down behind the scenes. Um yeah. But one pattern that I have noticed from Love Island is that I feel like the people who are the original five guys and the original five girls, they're handsome and attractive people. But, but you know, it's, it's always like, it's always the people that come in and fuck shit up that are, that are top tier. And I think they do that on purpose. Do you remember Adam from yes. last season? He was like the first guy to come. He was trouble. Oh, he was so bad. But I'd be like, Adam, you're so terrible. Call me. <laughs> Adam, oh my God, you're so like selfish and like you lack emotional intelligence. Please be mine. 
you know, it was like that type B. And I think Davide definitely keeps that trend going with this season. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited to actually get through and watch. Um, I'm so sorry, you guys. I'm not a Better Love Island fan. You know what it is? It's the commercials. Because I usually watch Hulu without commercials. No flex, but I do have premium. So to go back to the olden days and watch commercials makes me a bit ill, even though they're British commercials. Yeah, which I wanted to address the British commercials really quickly. Um, I, okay, first of all, I guess I didn't like realize this, um, but the, yeah, because we've been watching the live UK versions on Twitch, <laughs> um, the, the commercials are British commercials. So it's so funny too, because they have tailored these commercials so well to Love Island. I don't know if you stopped to watch any of them, Kendall, but mm-hmm. they like Ian, the guy who's like the like the voiceover, like he voices some of the commercials and they have some of the like cast from Love Island be in the commercials. It they are hysterical wow. because I've never seen like such like tailored to the show commercials. So I actually have been enjoying some of them, but I will agree, like the episodes are like an hour long and definitely like 30 minutes are commercials. Yeah. And I, this is a bit off topic, but it's, it's going to come back around. I did actually stop to watch a couple of the commercials and I noticed that they had an ad for like their reserves or I guess, I guess their army. And it made me think America, the military industrial complex, we can get into that. It's, it's got its issues. But one thing we're going to do is we're going to do those damn propaganda and we're going to do it very well. Top Gun Maverick. Have you seen that, Lily? I have not, but I'm itching to see it. But have you seen like the original Top Gun? Yes, I have. Okay. So like, again, just like I was sitting in the movie theater watching that movie thinking, dang, maybe the U.S. military isn't all that bad. Maybe, maybe that's for me. <laughs> maybe I could do that. Uh, like, what? What am I thinking? And as soon as I like came out into the light of day from the dark, dark theater, I was like, oh my gosh, what, what came over me? <laughs> seriously, like one thing about the U.S. is we're going to do those damn um, military propaganda and we're going to do it well. Like, I feel like the U.K. commercial for it was no spice. It was like, join the reserves. We have part-time positions. <laughs> what? Part-time positions for the military? Honey, we have men as young as 17, like, sign their entire life to Uncle Sam <laughs> as they go and fight overseas. Like, that's the way it is. There's no freaking part-time. And the fact that Williamsburg is super close to the naval base in, like, Hampton and, like, Norfolk, we always get, like, townies and, like, visitors who are uh, in the military, and that's always fun. Yeah, you've I remember- certainly had some experiences with that, haven't you, Kendall? I, I have. I remember one night we come back from going out and we just invite these guys over and we're just chatting and I honey what was wrong with me I literally go so how do y'all feel about Ukraine this was back in like February bruh and they're like oh yeah you know you know we're we're, we don't know that much you know we're just staying alert and I'm like yeah yeah I mean listen to NPR I know what's going down 
little did I know that it would actually become a full-fledged war in a month's time, but yeah, they they look scared. Um, <laughs> and I then also in their eyes. I could see it in their eyes. Also, these guys are like dominating at Pong. They are very good at Pong. And I remember playing a game. I was just like, this is, you can get this good when all you do all day is fuck around and like oil ships and polish guns like we're what <laughs> i'm i literally asked him like what do you do and he's like oh today i have a day off sometimes i like sit in the like medical bay i'm like shut up shut up anyway but that reminds this is me so I, funny kendall because <laughs> kendall and i have addressed that this summer needs to be a pong training summer for us that. so i'm thinking maybe that maybe there's a strategy they're using um a manual so i'll i'll read whatever it is whatever it takes um whatever it takes babe no, when i tell you i went to dollar general and i got pong balls i have red solo cups in my basement with my initials all over them so that i know which cups are mine to play and i've got i've got my table set up it's all about that practice time we're coming for you yeah i mean you know what they say the more time you spend on the court the <laughs> the better player you'll be. Write that down, write that down, write that down. The more time you spend on the court, the better player you will be. Lily Doniger, 2022. So Kendall and I need to be having a lot of time on the Pong court. But what you were saying about the... <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about this now. The military, like, propaganda. When I tell you, I actually, like, the course of my life changed when I first watched Jack Ryan with John Krasinski. Like, I think I'm also telling myself, like, hmm, where are the cute men? They're in They're in the military. They are in the army. Um, which I really really don't think that's the actual reality but when you put john krasinski as the lead and you're like action-packed movie whatever i'm i'm gonna ultimately think that's where i need to be i mean attractiveness has its role to play in enticing young people into signing their lives away and we can say that with love (laughs) island too oh so true in this essay, we will be drawing the connections between Love Island and the military industrial complex from 19th century to 20th, anyway. But that's so interesting. And this is another shout out to Grace. Grace, what's up? Um, was telling me about this, this guy she was talking to who was in the Navy or something and <laughs> texted her like a time to me and was like, does 1900 work? Shut up. That sent me. Shut up. That sent me because I remember her telling me about this guy and I was like, she was like, oh, he's a military guy. I was like, come on, you know, it's okay. Just give him a shot a little bit. But to use military time with a civilian, that's insane. I personally call it the 24-hour clock. Like my phone right now says 2104 and people think it's military time and that kills me. It's a 24-hour clock. I like it because it's pretty and it's fun. And I think it's cool that every hour has um, repeating digits like 1919, I'm weird, okay? But it's not military time to me. It's the 24-hour clock. But I just thought that was so insane. I was like, they are very much um, not in touch with what's happening outside. 
Well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but they also know that the rest of the world doesn't use that kind of clock. So it's such a flaunty thing to be like 1900. No, I'm sorry. No. (laughs) No. It was just so funny to me. I'm like, oh my. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But I love how this episode has gone from Love Island to military men i mean i feel like we've really covered all of the bases um was that a pun intended there was no pun intended there no pun intended i never intend my puns (laughs) no pun intended covered all the bases but this has been such a super fun episode i can't wait to um be back in person with lily in williamsburg um i have a prediction that the military men will have those like porn stash mustaches. Oh, from, you freaking from Top it. Gun Maverick. I'm I'm calling it now. Not just the military men. I think a lot of guys on campus will have that. Agreed. I'm calling it now. I also want to say if you guys need the Twitch link, Kendall and I are generous. So maybe DM us on no but no but dot yeah podcast on Instagram and mm-hmm. we can hook you up. Yes, and I can link it in the next Instagram post. But thank you guys so much for listening again. Um, we're we're not gonna see each other for a while. Um, we're gonna have a hiatus. Gonna, we're going on a hiatus. We have summer plans. We have lives too. Um, <laughs> so just just keep an eye out. Keep your ears out for the next episode. But. Thanks for listening again, and we'll see you next time. That was a reference to Love Island. (laughs) Yes, next time. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.